0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
2: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning and welcome to Score Values on 670 The Score. I'm your host, Alex Kuhn. Today, we will tell you about a foundation bolstering your right to read and grow within Chicago's world-renowned public library system. We will also discuss a way for you to donate toys, food, and other gifts to a program delivering a holiday gift store to families in need. We now welcome Brenda langstrat Bowie, the president and CEO of the Chicago Public Library Foundation. She joins us now on Score Values. Brenda, good morning. How are you?
0: Good morning, Alex. Thank you for having me. Great to be with you.
2: Yeah, well, we're really excited to have you. And we know that so much goes on at the uh, uh, Chicago Pub- Public Library, one of the best l- public library systems in the country. But can you quickly speak about what you guys at the CPL Foundation uh, work to enhance uh, the, the, the library system?
0: Absolutely. And as you just said, Alex, we um, are you know uh, among the top um, Library systems in the nation and the world, really, and that is in large part because of the incredible incredible support from the people of Chicago City Council, the legacy of mayors who have you know really invested in our Chicago Public Library. We have a branch in every neighborhood, so we have 81 branches in 77 neighborhoods. And the Chicago Public Library Foundation was founded um, nearly 40 years ago to really fund programs that are above and beyond what you think of like, you know, our our library services. Um, So we are really, you know, you can see us as kind of like the innovation partner of Chicago Public Library, really creating programs um, and services that keep Chicago Public Library at the forefront of the sector. Um, So we focus in three areas and, you know, we can talk a little bit more specifically about some of these areas. But one is bridging the digital divide. And as we know, especially during the pandemic, um, the library was such a hub for digital access. And also really the pandemic, you know, made us very aware of the, you know, the, the gaps that we have in terms of access um, and also gaps that we have in digital literacy. Um, so we fund programs around advancing digital li- literacy. Um, Bridging academic achievement gaps. We do a lot in partnership um, with Chicago Public Schools right now too, and a new initiative we have with them to be sure that our students have the support that they need to um, excel academically. And then our other impact, our third impact area is creating connections and creativity. So you think about all of these things that happen in a public library that inspire people to create and um, to connect with others. Um, So those are our main um, three impact areas and you know really we are set up to be this partner again to Chicago Public Library to be sure that the programs that we're creating are at the forefront of the sector and other library systems really model programs after what we're creating here in Chicago and so it's like you know yes what we're doing here in Chicago but then also paying it forward.
2: I want to expand a little bit on uh, one of those sectors that you mentioned, and, and the work that you do with school-age children. And can you tell us a little bit yeah. about that, and, and namely the eighty-one Club?
0: The eighty-one Club, yes, is an, an incredible initiative that um, is represents um, one of the one of the larger kind of intergovernmental partnerships um, that we've seen in quite some time. So, the Chicago Public Library and Chicago Public Schools have come together to form a partnership so that every Chicago Public School student can walk into any library branch and immediately have access to an 81-club library card. So, that means they can immediately check out resources, get to know their neighborhood public library or travel to a library in a different neighborhood, and, you know, really understand the services that are available to them and the exciting programs that are available to them. Um, you know, Chicago is one of the, one of the largest urban um, public library systems that has partnered with a school district to make this kind of access possible. Um, also, this access is possible because um, a few years ago, Chicago Public Library was one of the largest library systems that went fine free. So, in removing that barrier to access and not having kind of that, like, punitive notion of like, oh, if I don't return my materials, then I'll be locked out of a library system. So, when you think about, like, the removal of the barriers to access, find free was so important so that we could get to the 81 Club. Um, I'll also mention, Alex, the 81 Club is a, is a, is a, is a brand that was developed in partnership with um, a company that we, we work with, FCB. And, you know, they, they worked, um, directly with our U Media team. So this is our kind of like teen services program. And our U Media teams were really key in creating the 81 Club as a brand. Um, and their thinking around that was like, we want to create not just access through this library card, but we want to create a club. Um, so we also have a lot of swag that you'll see our CPS students wearing that have like 81 Club logos all over them. So we're really creating kind of this peer-to-peer movement, um, so that our students understand that engaging in their neighborhood library um, is this access to lifelong learning while they're a student and then beyond. And in in doing so, we're really creating um, we're really creating long-term strategies. And so this is a and Alex, it's a good example of the way the foundation works. So CPL kind of and CPS did the lift to be sure that we were partnering these two large governmental agencies. And now the Library Foundation has stepped in to accelerate that access to be sure that we're creating all of these different access points for students to get really excited about this program. So, you know, listen, I've, 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 I've lived in Chicago and worked in the public-private sector for, you know, 20-plus years. And this is one of the more exciting initiatives, um, you know, that I've seen. And it's really starting to just, you know, catch on with our students. And we know the most important thing is that these initiatives are exciting for, for our students. And, you know, during a time that we're, you know, coming out of the pandemic, it's so important that we support learning in all different ways and social-emotional learning and connections as well. Um, we know that the library is like a really great hub for our students right now.
2: Brenda langstrat Bowie, the president and CEO of the CPL Foundation, joining us this morning on Score Values. You mentioned some of those those words that you guys strive to achieve, and one of them is equity and w- when you talk about the digital divide and you talk about these the 81 club and the programs that you have for children how much does the word equity come into place in your guys's mission of of providing a safe place for for anyone to grow and learn
0: yeah the, the, the equity drives the work that we do and the way that we invest you know our our resources you know we work with a number of partners, um, including corporate partners who are, um, you know, really focused in terms of, like, you know, how how we're investing to bridge these divides and how we're looking at data and asset mapping to be sure that we're providing, you know, homework help, you know, in neighborhoods where there is a demand and families are coming in and there's, you know, Mm -hmm. students need that support. In terms, of, in terms of digital equity, so, so we approach, you know, digital equity in a number of different ways. You know, again, it's a good, digital equity is a good example of the way that, you know, the public library provides access, and what the Library Foundation does is, you know, activate, um, you know, mentorship programs around um, digital literacy, and, and, you know, really kind of like that, that mentorship relationship is so important. Um, So, so with with a digital mentorship, you know, we always think about literacy in terms of reading. And, you know, we, I know all of your listeners and, you know, have people in their lives who supported them when they were learning to read throughout their lives, right? Um, But digital literacy is in large part the same way. You know, to be able to navigate the world, you need to be, you know, literate um, when it it comes to digital resources. And that, that mentorship continues really throughout your life as, you know, all of these digital resources and access to information is constantly changing. So we have a digital navigator program, which is essentially in a, a mentorship program for, you know, library users coming in if they need support in kind of like, you know, the basics and kind of like understanding how to use a computer to applying for jobs, building resumes, Um, You know, understanding, you know, um, all of these different ways to navigate the digital world. It's that one-on-one mentorship, which is really life-changing, you know. And um, so the programs, many of the programs that we fund are really focused on how we can bring that one-on-one support, that mentorship support in all of those different ways. And, you know, we, we all have the people, again, in our lives. I mean, I know I've had a lot of people in my life who have helped me, like, understand the digital world. And making those connections is something that we're really focused on.
2: Brenda, with, with book bannings and censorship on the rise, does now feel as important a time as ever to bolster public libraries around the country?
0: Absolutely. You know, I've 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 been with the Library Foundation for five years. And, you know, what I have really learned, you know, even especially during the pandemic, is how strong the national and international library and Library Foundation communities are. And as book banning um, has taken hold and, you know, really also um, challenges to the governance structure of public libraries. You know, we in, in Chicago and also in the state of Illinois have been um, really kind of on the on the forefront of protecting that freedom to read, and it is um, something that our our Secretary of State Alexei Gnewlys and Governor Prisker have you know um, brought forward legislation to protect that right, um, and you know also we are in constant communication with our partners again nationally. To see how we can be mutually supportive as we navigate this. And, you know, I will also say, and I know we're seeing a lot of press around this, our librarians are just extraordinary heroes doing this work and, you know, navigating navigating these challenges and also doing everything that they can support um, to stay rooted and stay true to, um, to their profession. And uh, the essential, you know, a work that they do and around protecting intellectual freedom. Um, so, so we continue to stay focused and steadfast um, in, in in protecting those freedoms.
2: Brenda Langstrat Bowie, the president and CEO of the CPL Foundation, joining me this morning on Score Values. Now, you guys held an event, one of your biggest events of the year, on October twenty fourth. The Chicago Public Library Foundation Awards hosted by the legendary Bill Curtis. How'd things go?
0: It was such an incredible event. And, you know, the, the pandemic taught us so much, you know, the unfortunate situations that we were in that we couldn't gather in person. And, you know, for, for more than 20 years, um, we have hosted the Library Foundation Awards honoring authors and artists and civic leaders and from Tony Morrison to Kurt Vonnegut and Judy Bloom, and the list goes on and on if your listeners want to go to our website and see who we've honored over the years. Um, when we went virtual in 2020, uh, we found that thousands of people were tuning in to our virtual events worldwide. Um, so now we have a model for the event that we are in person at the UIC Forum, as you mentioned, on October 24th. But really the folks who are in the room are our live studio audience. Um, because we film we film the event, we produce it, and then a week after, on November 1st, we released it broadly to the public so that, again, that thousands um, around the world can tune in and view. So uh, this year, our tagline was Make the Future Now, um, which is a tagline that celebrates uh, that this year we uh, celebrated the 150th anniversary of Chicago Public Library but also that we stand in this really critical place to be sure that we're coming together to make the future now for our public libraries. Um, I hope that your listeners will tune into the broadcast um, and uh, we honored Colton Whitehead uh, with our Carl Sandburg Literary Award, Rebecca Mackay, Chicago's own Rebecca Mackay with the 21st Century um, Award, Bob Wislow with our Civic Award, um, an incredible, civic leader who has really in many ways shaped our city, and the incredible Richard Hunt, the artist with our Arts Award, um, whose family has been involved with our Chicago Public Library for generations. Uh, So we hope that your listeners um, will tune in. It's it's really an incredible broadcast. It's a celebration of our public libraries and also of these um, incredible authors and artists and leaders.
2: One more time, how people can tune in.
0: Um, on our website at cplfoundation.org, and you just uh, search the awards and it will pop up. And we have this year's broadcast and our past broadcast as well.
2: Brenda, what are some of the other events that the CPL Foundation holds throughout the year?
0: Um, our associate board um, throws one of the greatest parties of the year. It's called Night in the Stacks. Who doesn't love the idea of like partying in the library (laughs) and it's held in April every year at the Harold Washington Library Center in the beautiful winter garden. Um, So there are opportunities to buy tickets and attend that event. We do author events and a number of other gatherings throughout the year. So we encourage your listeners um, to go to our website, join our community. We'll keep everyone updated and there are many ways to get involved.
2: Yeah, what are some of those ways to get involved or, or uh, uh, donate to the CPL Foundation?
0: Um, there are many different ways to donate. We have a number of donors who give on a monthly basis. They really understand that, you know, giving to the library is part of their value system, and they want to give in that way. Um, we have a number of different giving circles um, that also includes invitation to special events before our author events. Um, And throughout the year, we um, have special campaigns around Library Giving Day where our donor community can come together and really show their support specifically on Library Giving Day. So throughout the year, we're also sending our base, you know, content and connections to other exciting things that our public library is doing where they can get involved. Um, Also, we really encourage people who are library users in their neighborhoods to also go out and visit other library branches throughout the city. Again, 81 branches. Um, I, I just went to the Blackstone uh, Library branch for a Chicago Public Library board meeting earlier this week, and it was the first commissioned library in Chicago 120 years ago, and was just blown away by the architecture and just, you know, being in the space and understanding that, you um, I live in a city and I'm so proud that the city cares so much um, about its Chicago public library.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, what is it like to be a part of a library system that is a model for library systems around the country, f- f- quite frankly?
0: It's, it's inspiring, you know, really, really on, a daily, it, it, on a daily basis. It's um you know, when you when you think about it, Chicago, so Chicago Public Library was founded 150 years ago, um, right after the Chicago Fire. So forming the Chicago Public Library was actually part of the city rebuilding after the Chicago Fire. And the collections of the Chicago Public Library started because of a gift from Great Britain of a collection of books. And the city of Chicago said, "Okay, we have this incredible gift from Great Britain, so we will um, start a public library system." And that's how the that's how the library started. So if you think about the resilience of Chicago and its commitment to its neighborhoods and a commitment to, you know, um, access to information and to coming together in these library branches. Even the founding of the library system is a really compelling story. In fact, I will also, Alex, share with your listeners that there is um, an exhibit at the Harold Washington Library Center right now in Special Collections about the 150th anniversary. So for those who really want to kind of dive into the history of our city's library, um, it's a great way to spend a couple of hours and go check that out.
2: Awesome stuff, Brenda. That's Brenda langstrat Bowie, the president and CEO of the CPL Foundation. Visit their website, cplfoundation.org. Brenda, thank you so much for joining me this morning.
0: Thank you so much,
2: Alex. For more than 60 years, an exciting holiday tradition for many Chicago families in need has been the annual Christmas store event held by Marillac St. Vincent Family Services. Each year, more than 250 parents, grandparents, and caregivers who are a part of MSV's programs are offered the opportunity to participate. We now welcome Maureen Halligan of Marillac St. Vincent Family Services to the show. Maureen, good morning. How are you? Good morning,
1: Alex. I'm doing fine. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing very well. And uh, uh, before we get started, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you guys do at Marillac St. Vincent Family Services?
1: Okay. Miracle St. Vincent Family Services has been around for over 105 years, and we have two locations, one on the west side of Chicago and one on the north side. And our programs really run prenatally through to senior citizens, and our focus being on um, early childhood education, youth services and programs, uh, teen parent programs, and then we have our community outreach, which includes food pantries um, and then some workforce development and senior programs. So we really, we really run the whole, um, the whole life cycle in the programs that we offer.
2: Well, Maureen, I know you guys are, are looking for some toy donations for uh, the, the annual Christmas Store event, so let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit about the event and how people can donate or get involved
1: okay, thank you, thank you, Alex, for um having me on i um Miralek, um St Vincent's has been holding our annual Christmas store event in East Garfield park um for more than sixty years it's it's uh you know become a little bit different over the years, but we each year more than two hundred and fifty parents uh, grandparents or caregivers um who are part of our programs are offered the opportunity to participate and what's nice about the Christmas store is That families can come in and pick out the gift that they want for their children, Uh, and then there's an opportunity with volunteers there that uh, wrap them, and so it's it's more of a participation of the parent figuring out what they want to give to their child. We um, the children are from birth to 12 years old, and uh, there's a lot besides the gift. um, We usually have. Stacking stuffers, sometimes blankets and, and coats and different things that families can get. We also have um generous donations from people that in churches that the families get a turkey and then they get the um the makings of for a Christmas dinner all on this day, which is January sixteenth in East Garfield Park at our Foglia Youth Center. And people are being registered now for this event, and it's about, like I said, it's 250 uh, families, but it is a, it reaches about a thousand children. And our goal is to, to collect toys, new toys that we can put at the store so families can pick them out. So, um, so we are looking for donations. We do have an Amazon gift list on our um, website. We can get direct donations of new toys or if people wanted to donate financially that we can buy the toys then that we would put out for that for that um, for the store. Um, and we are really uh, it's been something that's pretty amazing. It has always come together where we've been able to, um, to be able to have enough for all these families that uh, come in. We are looking um, the direct donations, can be dropped off or shipped to the Foglia Family and Youth Center at 2859 West Jackson Boulevard with attention to Margarita Brewer. It is also on our website that you can get that. Um, But we are are a 501c3 organization, and your donations are tax deductible. And um, it's a really, it's a day full of... um, for families, and they are, you know, it is like going into a Target or a Walmart, being able to pick out toys for that they know that their children would want to play with. Um, we do not, we do ask to not um, any donations of any kind of weapon-like toys, so we aren't looking for like water guns or plastic toy guns, just because um, <clears throat> of a lot of the stuff, of a lot of the violence that's occurring in our communities. Um, but you can. Purchase uh, through the MSV Amazon gift list. Um, when you go to our website, you pick, choose the MSV Christmas store, and it will have the shipping section and gifts that can be directly shipped to Miralax, Saint Vincent. It's a really, it's a families have um, really appreciated it, and that just knowing that this year there are so many high costs that families are really dealing with. That this is something that would be uh, that really would help for them to have a special Christmas with their children and their um, each other.
2: Maureen Halligan of Marillac Saint Vincent Family Services joining me this morning on Score Values discussing the annual Christmas store and how you can donate to the cause here in 2023. Um, Maureen, w- with this event, what is how rewarding is it uh, to to not only be able to bring cheer to the kids, but you mentioned people of all ages and and families, the, the whole families being helped out for the the Christmas store and and uh, this entire event.
1: <clears throat> it is. It's very rewarding because the um, it, it it's really. Wonderful to see the faces of parents being able to to pick out that special something for their child, and to feel like it's it's a a gift that they're able to give give their child and um, and make Christmas special for them. So it is something that it, we've been like I said been doing for over sixty years, and it is an event that people really look forward to, and the people that participate in it our our families and children that are in our programs so that we know them all of the people that are coming through pretty well and what um you know and what parts they play in our programs that we offer throughout the year
2: you mentioned the three ways to donate we'll we'll rehash those here in just a second but you mentioned uh, also some of the volunteers that that help out on the day of the event are you still looking for volunteers if so what type of volunteers are you looking for
1: so right right now, and I'm, I'm I'm very we're very lucky to be able to say this. We have um, pretty much uh, volunteers that have already registered to That's help. That's outstanding. It, yeah, it is wonderful for that day. Um, so we mainly right now are looking, you know, we're getting at. It always gets a little nerve wracking at the towards the when you get closer to the holiday. Um, but right now we are mostly looking for the donation of toys. Um, and um, or financial gifts that we can purchase toys.
2: All right, and you mentioned one more time the the Amazon gift list. Uh, where can folks find that? What is it under if you go on to Amazon?
1: So it's um, it's under the um, it's under the MSV Christmas Store.
2: MSV Christmas Store. Yes. And that's one of three ways, once, once again, that you can donate uh, the Amazon yes. gift list, direct do, uh, donation of new toys, and then, of course, financial gifts.
1: Yes. Um, and the, the financial gifts w- help us pay for not only toys, but also the grocery items for the food bags, um, as well as the wrapping paper, tape, uh, ribbon, and other supplies to make um, the Christmas store event possible.
2: Maureen Halligan of Marillac St. Vincent uh, Family Services joining me this morning. Maureen, one more time, the the website and, and uh, where people can learn more about the Christmas store and Marillac St. Vincent Family Services.
1: Yeah, so our, our website is um, www.marillac.stvincent.org.
2: Maureen Halligan, thank you so much for joining me this morning.
1: Thank you, Alex. I really appreciate it. I hope you have, I hope you and your listeners all have a wonderful holiday season.
2: That's going to do it for another edition of Score Values. I want to thank Maureen Halligan of Marillac Saint Vincent Family Services, as well as Brenda Langstrat Bowie, the president and CEO of the Chicago Public Library Foundation. If there is a topic you'd like to hear about on a future edition of our show, or If you'd like to share information about an upcoming charitable event, simply send us an email at scorevalues670 at gmail.com. That's scorevalues670 at gmail.com. I'm Alex Kuhn. Thanks again for listening to this week's edition of Score Values on 670 The Score.